Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Tennis.com podcast. I'm one of your hosts, as always, Nina Pantic. I am joined in this episode with Irina Falcone. Irina, hi. Hey, guys. How's it going? Our special guest is Brandon Nakashima. Brandon, welcome. Hi. How are you? Good to be here. Thank you. It's great to have you, Brandon. You're just 18, turning 19 in August. Uh, you were the ranked number four junior in the world. You turned pro after just a season at UVA, and you're ranked number 220 in the world already. We're excited to have you on. Our first and most favorite question these days is, how has your quarantine life treated you, and where are you? So uh, I'm currently right now in um, San Diego, California, back at uh, home with my, uh, my parents and my brother. Uh, I've just been uh, pretty much just staying low-key during this time, trying to just keep a distance from people and, and still trying to maintain some uh, some good training as much as I can and uh, just, just trying to use this opportunity as a kind of a positive experience and, and just trying to make the most out of it. Once Indian Wells was canceled and the whole tour was kind of postponed, did you back off a little bit, take a break from tennis, or have you just been consistently training? Um, I actually, uh, have been consistently training actually from, uh, from when Indian Wells was canceled. Um, been training actually, uh, the past couple months back at home here, uh, pretty much every day. So, uh, and getting some good, uh, fitness sessions in too. So, uh, it's been actually really beneficial for my game during this time. Making the most out of it. This is a good approach. So who have you been working with? I know that you were with Pat Cash. You added him to your team. You also had, um, trays as your full-time coach is that still your setup today uh no i've actually uh stopped working with bo uh actually um after the indian wells was uh canceled um a couple weeks after we um we decided to uh part ways a little bit and um i've kind of been uh working more last couple months with uh pat cash like you said uh he's been He's been really uh, beneficial for my game and 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 uh, teaching me some some good stuff on the courts. So uh, it's it's been great so far with him. So Pat Cash, we actually had him on the podcast a little bit ago, and he told us, you know, what a joy it's been to be working with you, and you're such a hard worker and everything. So now let's get your side of the story. What's it like working with Pat Cash? And tell us a little bit about his uh, coaching philosophy and what he brings to your game. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been great so far. I mean, we, uh, the first time I actually met him was, uh, in, is in Delray beach, uh, when I made that, that good run there and he was just there, just, um, just kind of feeling each other out, watch, watching me play some matches. And then, um, after that, we, uh, we kind of made like a set schedule for the next couple of weeks and the next couple of months actually to, uh, spend a certain amount of weeks together. And, uh, after the, the tour was canceled, um, we decided to uh, take a couple weeks, um, uh, take a couple weeks as a training block back here at home, and um, 
it's been it's been great so far. He's he's definitely uh, helped me improve a lot of areas of my game, uh, specifically the the net transition game, as as he's most famous for. So uh, it's been great having him here, and uh, hopefully we uh, can continue to uh, keep getting better, especially when the tour gets back on. And have you picked up any new hobbies or interests during this time? I know you said you didn't really take a break from tennis, but um, I know that Pat has some interesting hobbies. He talked a lot about things like music and rock and roll, and he had some diet facts he shared with us. Have you been picking up anything different during this, this strange long hiatus? Uh, I mean, not not really t- anything too particular. I mean, uh, even before all this started, I definitely like to uh, play other sports during my days off and free time. Uh, I like to uh, go out and hit some golf balls sometimes, um, especially on my days off. And and I guess during this time, uh, I've tried to uh, educate myself as much as possible, kind of like outside the tennis court, just by reading some reading some books or um, reading some articles online about about non tennis stuff. So uh, just just trying to keep improving and, and educating myself during this time. So you talked about uh, education. When you were at UVA, you were only there for one year. Was it difficult to make that decision to become professional? It uh, it was difficult for me, um, especially since uh, I only spent uh, one semester there. And, and after that one semester, I really developed strong relationships with all the, the guys on the team and, and all the coaches, and especially with all the people involved in the UVA tennis. So uh, it was definitely a difficult decision to make, but um, when uh, when I finally made the decision to turn pro, uh, I felt really good about myself and my decision, and especially all the the guys at UVA and the coaches, they're all really supportive in my decision and, and happy that uh, I started my tennis career. Do you have any interest in finishing your degree online or maybe going back to school, yeah, I don't know, in your 30s, or how, how do you look at your continued education? Definitely, uh, I would like to uh, go back to go back to school whenever I'm I'm done with tennis and um, just trying to finish up my education and and uh, just keep improving myself as as a person, uh, even if it is at 30, 40 years old after I'm done with tennis, just to just to get back into learning new things and uh, just keep improving myself as a person. So I don't know. I actually do not know the answer to this. Did you go to UVA on a full ride? Yes, I did. Okay, so do you have the option to go back as a full ride like scholar or is UVA one of those schools where you have to pay every single penny for each class and textbook? Yes, so um that was actually the the deal with um the coach when I committed at the time was um I could play for only one semester and and whenever I decided to to leave or turn professional I could uh, always come back on a, on a full ride and whenever I want, actually, and, and finish up my education there. I should have done that, Nina. I, mean, I don't know what I was thinking. I just can't believe how mature. I mean, I can't believe how mature Brandon is. I feel like you're so put together. I'm like, come on, you're playing video games for sure. Stop messing with us. But you're so mature. And on, on, on that on that very interesting uh, level, but you also had this shoe donation that you organized. Can you tell us, like, did you come up with it? Was it something that Fila helped you with? I think it was called Fila Frontlines, and you gave shoes to healthcare workers. How did that come together? So uh, a couple months ago, actually, um, when we were kind of in the middle of this uh, pandemic situation, 
uh, my my agent reached out to me and and kind of came up with the idea to uh, to try try to help some of uh, the frontline workers uh, that are working in hospitals and, and pharmacies and stuff during this time. So uh, we we kind of both reached out to Fila and and kind of kind of told them our idea and and um, Fila was definitely on board with it from the beginning. So uh, it was uh, really good to just to give back to uh, all those people helping during this time. And um, it was, it was really nice to see um, them appreciating it and, and showing uh, how much they like it. Because I believe your parents are both healthcare workers. They were, they're pharmacists, if I'm correct. Um, yes, that, both yeah. of them are pharmacists. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my mom's a pharmacist too. She's been working through this whole thing. So, I mean, I think it's really nice to give something to them while they're grinding, while we're all mostly sitting at home. How did you right. get into tennis? If both your parents are pharmacists, how did you end up becoming a pro tennis player? So uh, I was actually about three and a half, four years old when um, my grandfather uh, introduced me to tennis and, and just kind of briefly just kind of took me out to a tennis courts just for fun and just started feeding me balls. And then uh, it wasn't until I was about I don't know, 14, 15 when I decided uh, I kind of found out that I was good, good at tennis and uh, kind of said that I could make a uh, that I wanted to turn professional at some point. So uh, after that, I, I just kept trying to keep improving my game and um, working hard. And eventually, uh, when it's the right time to turn professional, I decided. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Tennis.com podcast with Brandon Nakashima. The teenager is telling us what Pat Cash is bringing to his game. Keep listening. So a lot of people, when they think of, oh, I found out I was good. I mean, what does that mean to you? Were you number one in the country? Were you number the, like the bis, the blue chip recruit? What level were you where you were like, okay, I think now I know that I'm good and I want to keep going with this. Right. So um, after, after this, the, the college season, um, I went back home and I, um, I actually played the, uh, the junior slams that summer and didn't really do as well as I hoped at those, at those events. But um, in the fall, I decided to uh, take the fall off um, from school and, and try, to, try to focus on um, keep improving my game and uh, luckily I was able to get a couple of wild cards into some challengers and, uh, did well in those events. So, uh, after performing well in those challengers and kind of pro- progressively, uh, improved my game, uh, at the end of last year, I, I uh, ended up deciding to turn pro. And it's gone. I mean, until obviously until March, it was going really well. You, you had, you were a wild card in Delray beach and you managed to right. reach the quarterfinals. You got your first ATP win right off the bat. How was that week for you? And was it not really a relief, but did it validate your decision to turn pro? It uh, it definitely did. Um, I knew actually I knew from uh, from all those fall challenger tournaments and, and doing so well at those that my game was my game was ready to turn professional. And I 
I just had to uh, wait for the right time and right results to uh, to kind of solidify my decision. But uh, I guess that week at Delray Beach was a, a really positive experience for me, especially um, since at the, I didn't know I was actually going to play there until a couple of days before the tournament started. And uh, having that great run there uh, definitely gave me a lot of confidence in my game and, and knowing that, that I could compete with all these top guys. So obviously going into Delray, you're feeling good and finishing that tournament, you're feeling even better. Were there any goals that you set up with Pat Cash for the remainder of the year? I mean, obviously COVID came in and was like, psych. But before that, did you have like a plan? Did you guys have any areas of focus that you were wanting to like get better at? Any goals you wanted to accomplish? I guess maybe some goals were uh, to try to get into to the qualifying of the slams by, by the end of the year or um, to try to win a couple, few challengers at some point. But um, just more than anything, I think it was just trying to develop my game and, and keep improving my game, especially at this young age. So when I do end up playing those, you, those grand slams and, and getting to those high pressure moments that my game would be, get built for those moments and I'd be ready to uh to do well at those tournaments is there any player that you looked up to when you were younger or someone that you maybe modeled some parts of your game after I know Pat is now influencing himself inserting himself into your game but before that um when I was growing up uh I've always loved to watch uh Feder and um Nadal especially when they play each other their their matches were all so uh such a great influence for my game and and um especially now i think when um i think my game right now is mostly suited uh it's most similar i think to uh djokovic just just the game style we both play and i think um it's only gonna add more variety in my game having pat here with me uh coaching me and i think um just to keep improving my game is is both of our both of our long-term goals to say that your game mimics the number one in the world, I mean, that's pretty casual. You're saying it so casually, but that's amazing. Huh. I mean, it's who who better to imitate? Uh, right, before right. before Djokovic came along, had that kind of been the plan for you to kind of mimic someone that was just like an all-court player and, you know, number one in the world casually? Um, not really growing up. I mean, uh, I knew I had kind of my own game style and, and uh, I just needed to, uh, to stick with it all, all uh, growing up through the juniors and in college. But um, when I uh, when I started to get older, I started to to realize that my game was maybe most similar to to Djokovic out of the top guys. So uh, so I don't really try to um, imitate or mimic anybody, but uh, I just try to stick to my game, and and I think that probably most similar to Djokovic. Is he maybe the person you would most want to face out of those three, or would you take, I guess, either of the big three at this point? Most um, player you most want to play, play. Probably most want to play Federer, I would say, especially on and one of the slams something on one of the big courts would be uh, would be a dream for me. Let's talk about the return of tennis, world team tennis. You're signed up to play for the Chicago Smash in July at the Greenbrier in West Virginia. Uh, how did right. you get How did you get into the world team tennis roster? Was it something that you were going to do before all the shutdown, or did you kind of express interest as the, 
I mean, the tournaments fell apart and this was kind of the only one that we could play. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so actually at the beginning of the year, my, uh, my agent reached out to me, just, just kind of calm and, and, uh, nothing, nothing too serious and just asked me, Hey, would you be interested in playing team tennis, uh, during July this year? So, uh, I was like, yeah, for sure. I mean, coming from a, from a college team and, and, um, and having that great experience there, I, I really enjoyed that team atmosphere. So I definitely really wanted to play from the beginning. And, and, uh, once I signed with, uh, the Chicago team, uh, I knew it was going to be a great experience. And, and, uh, we were especially really lucky, lucky to, uh, to actually have the event this year, given all the circumstances. So, uh, just really thankful and uh, really trying to uh, get a good experience there. World Team Tennis is very much team-oriented, and I mean, it's in the name. Uh, do you think that your experience at UVA is going to help you at the Greenbrier and, you know, being part of a team? I mean, on the ATP Tour, it's not very team-oriented. So mm-hmm. just want to know how excited you are to be back in a team atmosphere. Um, yeah, I'm definitely uh, excited for this uh, opportunity and, and being a part of a team again. Um, I know the, the college atmosphere is, is maybe a little different than uh, this World Team Tennis uh, event, but um, just getting back out there and playing as a team, uh, I'm really looking forward to. And uh, once I get to know uh, all the players on the team at a more personal level, I think it would be uh, a really fun experience. Yeah, do you know any of your teammates already? I think it's uh, Jeannie Bouchard, Sloane Stevens, Evan King, Rajiv Ram, and then Coach Kamal Murray. Do you know any of them? Have there is there a group chat? How does this get rolling? Um, I actually haven't. Um, the only person I actually met before was uh, Evan King. I've seen him at a couple of challengers, but um, other than that, I mean, I've seen all of them play before, but never officially met them. And I'm sure we'll we'll have time to have a team meeting when we get there or something, get to know each other, but uh, just uh, really looking forward to, to meeting all those top players. Do you get to bring Pat with you? Cause I know that there's a lot of different rules about who's allowed to go and how many people and all kinds of safety reg- regulations. Do you get to bring Pat or is he going to be watching on TV? Uh, I think he will be uh, watching on TV. I think uh, he'll be back at home and uh, I actually have been a, uh, working with his other younger coach, uh, Dusan Zemich, uh, who, who actually moved to San Diego recently and is part of the team with, with Pat and I. So I think uh, I'll be going with him there. And uh, especially to once the tour starts back up, I think um, I'll be traveling to most tournaments with him and, and to Pat with, and Pat will be uh, with us at some of the bigger tournaments, I would say. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, Irina here. Today we have ATP player Brandon Nakashima telling us how he's preparing for World Team Tennis this summer. Keep listening. That's great that you're able to have someone like Dushan uh, Vemich, right? You mm-hmm. said? Yeah, I remember him. He was he used to play on the tour and he was also a big time coach uh, back in the day. Um, speaking of a team, 
did your parents ever like go and join you in tournaments and watch you play and all that? For sure. Uh, during the juniors, uh, the junior events, I, um, they always traveled with me to, to every tournament. And uh, it was either my mom with me, with, went with me or my dad, depending on their work schedule or something. But uh, it was really, it was really good uh, having them there with me and uh, especially at a young age. And uh, it helped me uh, mature as a person and especially going to college by myself. Uh, it, it was a little difficult at the beginning being away from home and stuff, but I think, uh, I think I've definitely matured as a person, person uh, in college and, and throughout the years. There's been so much talk about the changes that might happen to the ATP tour when we all do get back to tournaments, that the whole no fans thing has been a big thing. But not to say that's wrong, no, don't take this the wrong way, but because you're younger and you were a junior recently, you played also college tennis, I think you might be more accustomed to playing in front of small-ish crowds. Does mm -hmm. the no fans thing throw you off? Is it something that's probably not going to be a big deal for you, assuming that that's how the next tournaments will be for the foreseeable future? I think um, it definitely would be a little weird at the beginning uh, for all players, I'm assuming. But uh, I think for me, I when I'm playing, I don't really pay attention to the crowd as much and uh, just try to focus on my game. And maybe some other players like when there's big crowds and stuff. But for me, it's not really too much of a big deal. And, and I just try to go out there, focus on myself and uh, just try to play my game. When you say focus on yourself, is that something that you've always you've always been like that, or have you learned that through sports psych? I mean, what would you say is like your biggest strength on the court? I think um, one of my biggest strengths on the court is is definitely my uh, my mental game and and just being in every point in every match, um, not getting too too down on myself or or getting too excited uh, during positive times. So I think uh, that's definitely one of the biggest strengths in my game and, and also just the all-court game being solid at the baseline. And, and of course, I'm always trying to improve uh, all, sh all strokes in my game. But um, I think for me, definitely the, uh, the mental side of it is one of my biggest strengths. It also sounds like one of your biggest strengths is like the dead set focus on the sport of tennis. It sounds like that you live, breathe, and, and you like live and like exist for the sport basically but i did find out in delray that you do have other interests and you watch the bachelor is it true and are oh. you still a fan <laughs> oh man um yes it, it is true that uh, i was i was watching it actually with uh Bo when uh, we were traveling together i mean just just one of the the the, the nights we didn't have anything else to do and, and we just turned the TV on and it, it was the bachelor. But, um, and then we ended up actually getting, uh, getting, uh, hooked on it and, and watching it every week when we were traveling together. So, uh, it in a way it was, uh, it, it was good for both of us to, uh, just to watch some something together and get that good chemistry. And, um, even if it was the bachelor, I mean, have you watched any other trashy reality shows at all other than The Bachelor? Um, By no means yeah, am I saying that The Bachelor is trashy. I'm just saying if you've watched anything else other than that. I'm a big Bachelor fan. Don't be embarrassed. I'm not. I, it's all good. Yeah. Um, I mean, a couple months ago, I was, I was on Netflix and I actually watched this show. Um, 
it's called too hot to handle oh my god <laughs> yes Yes, Brandon. I'm sure you guys, yes. I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen that. That's got to be the most trashiest no. reality show I've ever seen. And it's just so bad. You just can't stop watching, though. It's, I, know, I know, I know. Yeah, it's it's so bad, but it's it's so good at the same time. Just they had a lot of character it. growth. I don't know what you're talking about right now. They developed as people. They did. <laughs> it may be, yeah. <laughs> I can't even look at you seriously right now. Oh, I, I watched that as well. The Bachelor, though, I also watched Listen to Your Heart. So I don't think there's anything to be embarrassed of here. You're, oh, you're I, in good I company. Seen that one. Oh, it's not as good, but it's it'll do. Uh, back to tennis. Is there mm-hmm. any, what are you most looking forward to about coming back on tour and everything being maybe hopefully back to some kind of normal? I mean, uh, other than uh, staying the obvious of, of just wanting to compete again, like, like I'm sure most players have been, have been saying, uh, I'm just looking forward to uh, getting back out there and, and seeing all those top guys and um, just trying to, to see where my game is at compared to all those guys and um, just to see if I could put some good results together and, and um, just try to keep improving my game and improving my ranking. The travel is one of those things that I think is a shocking kind of realization for most players coming from college, going into the professional tour. Was that something that you were like shocked with or do you enjoy the travel? Is it something you're just like, all right, this is just, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I actually do enjoy the, the traveling and, and going to different cities all over the world. It's, it's, a, it's actually a, a fun hobby for me, traveling and, and seeing new places. But uh, especially as a tennis player, uh, traveling most of the weeks throughout the year, I mean, I can, I can see when sometimes it's, it's difficult um, always being on the road and staying in hotels and stuff. But for me at a young age, I don't really – I don't think that will um, – bother me too much and um i think uh just a matter of improving my game and, and improving my my time on the court and um not worrying about too much of the travel too much yet is there a certain tournament you're most looking forward to playing i know we were saying travel so a certain city or place that you're most looking forward to right now um definitely most looking forward to uh playing the u.s open if possible i mean uh I think I would probably need a wild card if, if they're available, but um, just just hoping that I'll get the wild card and be able to to compete there in uh, New York. And I mean, all of the Grand Slams, I would I would enjoy playing there. But um, right now, during this time, I think the U.S. Open, I'm, I'm most uh, most wanting to play right now. Yeah, I think that for sure is safe to assume that you will make it to the U.S. Open one day soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Hopefully. All right, Brandon, I think this has been great getting to know you a little bit and hearing more about what your story is as we look forward to your return, especially first at World Team Tennis at the Greenbrier and then in the future on the ATP Tour and one day in Arthur Ashe Stadium, maybe against Roger Federer. So it's been awesome talking to you. All right. Thanks so much, Brandon. Thank you. Appreciate it. From the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, this has been the Tennis.com Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to stay caught up. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and every major listening app, as well as Tennis.com slash podcasts. You can also see the videos of our episodes on Tennis Channel's YouTube page and Tennis.com's Facebook page. We're your hosts, Nina Pantic and Irina Falcone. We'd like to thank our team, 
Editor and audio designer and video editor, Christina Koseva. Producers, Alexa March and Sean O'Malley. And executive producers, Shelby Coleman, Kyle Einhorn, and Andy Chu.